here. And, folks, if you're looking for a great show, you're saying, I don't know what show to listen to. Stop listening to Fox News and start listening to Patriot Strong Podcast. Stop listening to fake media and Newsweek and Newsmax and start listening to the Patriot Strong Podcast. Make it your daily mission to listen to this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you so much, Courtney. Have a great day. Hi, guys. Welcome back to this episode of Patriot Strong. I'm your host, Courtney, and I am so glad you are here. You guys know that I have traveled all over the country and meeting all these different patriots. I am beyond excited and thrilled for my next guest. You guys are probably very familiar with him. Um, one of the most educational and controversial episodes of any podcast you will ever watch often includes uh, Dustin Nemos, my guest today. He is the host of the Nemos News Network, and you also have a docu-series on your website called His Story um, from Creation to COVID that you are working on right now. Yeah, that's sort of the tagline for it. It's actually called, uh, it's a little bit long, I admit, uh, The Hidden His Story of Man, Mythology, and the Mystery Babylon Religion of the Deep State. <laughs> so it's a mouthful, but uh, it's also really long. It's kind of a Christian uh, alternative history, conspiracy history, truther history, uh, sort of alternative to what you might see on Ancient Aliens or the History Channel. They'll talk about giants. They'll talk about some of the, the archaeological findings and the weirdness and stuff in our history. And then they always spin it to, to aliens. So we're going to undo the alien mythology. Um, hopefully that's part of my, my body of work is to, is to prove they're not aliens. But just, uh, you know, this, this series was uh, sort of my magnum opus. It was, uh, it was probably the most important thing I'll ever do with my life other than my children because it really connects, in my opinion, everything, as you say, from my tagline, uh, creation to COVID and beyond. Uh, there are no questions left. I mean, I have a few details I'd like to know the answers to. I'd like to know the specifics of when these prophecies happen and play out. But there's really no questions left I have in terms of uh, the big fundamental questions, the meaning of life. Uh, what is my purpose? Um, why are they so evil? Why do they hurt children? Uh, why are they coming after us? We've done nothing to them. Why do they hate us so much? What is the agenda behind the new world order? What is the ultimate goal? What is the belief system? What motivates these people that are so evil that are oppressing us? Um, these are some of the questions that I sought answers to when I started this journey. When I was like 16, 17 years old. I was trying to save my grandparents from, from cancer. And I started to find out how bad the stuff the doctors were suggesting that they yeah. take really were. And I started to go the other way and I got crazy. I started to get uh, some organic uh, food going. I started a greenhouse when I was 16. I, um, I built a hydroponic system, started raising vegetables. I've got a hundred chickens, went kind of crazy with that. And uh, none of my family wanted to even get free organic eggs if I gave it to them. They just did not care about it. And I never stopped learning. Um, and that's unfortunately as far as my family got, um, you know, they kept going with the doctor's advice. And um, you know, that's sort of my journey. I started on alternative health and I started down the, the rabbit holes and now I've been through all of them and I'm sort of hoping to help people as a tour guide, um, maybe to connect some of the dots. People find the, uh, people find the, the nature of evil in many different ways. And that's usually what wakes people up to this sort of alternative information, the truth of what's really going on. And um, I want to be able to connect those dots for people. A lot, you know, COVID woke a lot of people up. 9-11 woke a lot of people up. Every war we get into, every time that they uh, do a Maui situation or uh, every time that they, um, you know, have a big lie that they expect us to believe, more people, more chunks of humanity wake up. 
And there's a lot of dots on that uh, map, <laughs> if you will. And uh, I hope I can help people connect them. So I know that I've been a little bit long-winded. I apologize, but that's kind of, um, that's me rambling about my background, I guess. No, I love it. And I'm so grateful that you are able to sit down with me and my audience and welcome to the show. Um, it's an honor, you know, to have you on. I watch all your debate shows. I watch your, the series that you're doing over on Nina's Corner right now. My husband and I just watched the last one last night. I'm like, oh my gosh. I literally need to reach out and see if he can come on my show. And, you know, within 24 hours, we've made it happen. And I'm so grateful because you are so full of all the knowledge that so many people really need to wake up and hear whether they want to hear it or not, because it's the truth. And people need to realize the times we are living in and, you know, what's really going on. Um, you know, sometimes the truth hurts. And that's that's really what it boils down to. It really does. Um, yeah, I, I learned tough love from a very young age. Um, I don't want to go too much into it unless you, you want me to, but essentially my mother's side of the family became drug addicts uh, and heroin addicts, and uh, many of them became prostitutes, including my mother. Um, so, you know, I learned tough love. I learned how to look at a situation rationally and detach my emotion for the betterment of the people that I care about. Right. And that's really how this goes down to um, sometimes tough love is real love. Sometimes the friend that you need is not the one who's going to tell you what you want to hear, but what the reality of the situation is. Uh, so, you know, I, I would like to be that, that friend for people right now. Um, I know I don't know you, but my motivation is, is, a, is a pure one. I, I have lost everything talking about these truths. Um, I used to be very wealthy. I was a multiple uh, a business owner. They've destroyed pretty much my entire life. They've destroyed my platform on YouTube. They've destroyed everything. I can barely get a bank. Many banks call me and reject me personally because wow. they do not like who I am. Um, yeah, I've, I've had all sorts of weird situations like that, but, but Yahweh has kept me, uh, on the path and, uh, you know, all praise and glory to him. Um, you know, he says that knowledge is a burden and with it comes sorrow. And I found that to be true. Unfortunately, we need to know what's happening because he also says, uh, it is because of a lack of knowledge that my people perish and that's happening also. Yeah, you're exactly right. And there are so many who refuse to uh, acknowledge the truth. And there are others of us that are out there that are trying to share the truth or trying to share alternative, like you said, health ways to live. And they just don't want to hear it. And unfortunately, you know, these last three years, you know, for me personally, um, and I'm sure the further back you go with the rabbit holes and the information, what once that truth is uncovered, the more relationships that are lost. And, you know, you can do uh, whatever it takes. You can try and share the truth with people over and over and over. And you're left either, you know, helping somebody, you know, to further on their truth path, I guess. Or, you know, you're mocked and laughed at. And that's where that relationship ends. And, you know, especially with the COVID thing, um, you know, we've seen families separate from each other because of all of this. And it's just really sad, I think. But, you know, I welcome you to go down whatever you want to talk about. I'm just so excited that you are here. Um, my husband is going to be so mad because he couldn't be here um, <laughs> to chime in. But it's okay. Next time. <laughs> uh, sure. Um, so, you know, there are many, many places that we could probably go down um, the rabbit hole I've actually built a map for people if they want to, I guess, follow along some of the topics, you can go to the sarahpayam.com slash map. 
There's a few different ones on there, but I'm specifically talking about the downloadable PDF. And it's a big image. It's so big that some browsers won't even allow you to display it in full definition so oh you can gosh. see it. But if you play it on the right browser, um, I, I, yeah, I usually, uh, I think I do okay with, um, I think it's, uh, I forget if it's Chrome or Brave that works best for me. I can zoom in to every single uh, image attached to this map and I can sort of prove points using these mimetic truths. So a lot of facts contained within these images and the kind of images like the sort of mimetic warfare tools that we use to spread truth today, the sort of stuff they write military white papers about. So memes really are warfare tools. They're weapons of truth. Um, I've inserted memes into this map to basically cover almost everything you can think of. I have a few areas I still have to add an image to, but it visually represents a massive truth with facts that also is quick to understand and, and you can assimilate it very quickly. So if you explore this map, and I suggest people start in the center and just explore every single image and see how these dots connect, you'll basically be caught up to almost everything that I've learned, at least the summary of it in my 17 or 18 years now uh, of, of trying to figure out why the deep state does what it does and, and what makes them tick and why they're hurting us and the truth of reality and, and, and everything that they've uh, suppressed and uh, trying to undo uh, the fake history, the fake science, the fake news, essentially. And that's sort of my mission, my purpose in life. And this project started as a, as a this, this documentary project started as a, um, as a way for me to record the truth for my children's sake, just no matter what happens to me. And this was meant to be sort of a private thing. And I, I decided to just make it a full project and try to put more effort into it. And now I put thousands of hours into it. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's really, it's really great in terms of uh, summarizing, as I said, everything from creation to COVID. We start off going through basically the biblical narrative, which checks out. I was an atheist when I went down this journey. This stuff checks out. The prophecies check out. The facts of the Bible check out with a literal hermeneutic, which means reading it literally is generally the correct approach. Many people have different hermeneutics uh, because that's sort of been injected over time with false doctrine and false teachers. But generally, uh, literally, you know, uh, Jesus really died. It was not a metaphor or anything like that. Uh, the flood really happened. That was not a metaphor. It was not a regional local uh, flood. It happened and killed all life on earth, except what was in the boat, for example. And this is the facts borne out when the archaeological studies and, and, and the, the biblical narrative is the facts borne out in the etymological or word studies, the anthropological or people and movement studies, um, the archaeological uh, and, and also like the megalithic structures built by giants, uh, giant bones all over the place. These are the suppressed facts of history, leading us to a completely different narrative, one that is uh, one in sync with the, the Bible. The Bible seems to hold up and check out factually giants, uh, cannibal demon giants, essentially, the Nephilim, the seed of the serpent, fallen angel DNA, that uh, in Genesis 3.15 were promised to be at war with the seed of the woman. That's us and Jesus. And then they've basically been at war with us and eating us ever since. <clears throat> and I'll, add, I'll also add to this that their grandchildren have been kicked out of 109 nations in recent history for eating children most of the time. Sometimes it was something else, but and sometimes they didn't get kicked out. They got burnt in mass at the stake or lynched. But generally, they've been kicked out of 109 nations or oppressed in 109 nations or whatever because of eating children and blood sacrifice rituals like St. Simon of Trent. So it's adrenochrome is nothing new. That's just what the scientists call it. Uh, blood sacrifice rituals go back to almost every culture in ancient times. And in one culture still today, um, you know, we can, we can sort of get to that at the end of the rabbit hole here. 
Um, and, and without sort of, because um, I tend to ramble and I forget to show images, without sharing every aspect of the map, um, I'm just going to sort of cover some of that narrative, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I will try, however, to, I'm going to try to zoom in and, and do some of it. This is my, uh, I'm using something called uh, MindMup, which is basically a mind mapping software to sort of track complicated ideas and how they uh, interact. So um, I don't think it has a search feature on the PDF. I may have to jump around with the search fe feature as I'm talking, but basically the center of the map, and this is the, uh, actually the 10.6 version. I forgot to update that. Um, this is the older map that I had worked on, which con it connects the narratives and some of those are evidence, but I wanted to do better. So I made this bigger version of the map. That's a still, it's still a very cool map, but it, some of those are, or are artistic memes that don't necessarily have the facts contained. So I basically have upgraded the map and it's a much bigger, much bigger project. So our hidden history, um, one of the major components of that what I call the rulers of darkness or the synagogue of Satan comes from the Genesis six event. Now people today often teach that um, these were not the sons of God. These were not fallen angels. These were just bad uh, men marrying uh, bad women, I guess, marrying into to good men, creating uh, the men of renown, the giants, the Nephilim, depending on the translation that you're looking into. But essentially, the story goes like this in honesty and truth, and this is what's backed up. And this is also the story of every mythology on earth with different names. So they all have a flood story. They all have a man who survived with his three sons. From They all have wisdom serpents. And, you know, the story sort of diverges from there with the names and uh, also sort of the perspectives of the local, you know, demigod Nephilim giant, because they ruled over us as god kings for a long time. So Genesis 6, the Beneha Elohim was the original language, uh, the sons of God, which is a term the ancients used for angels, came down, saw the daughters of man, and thought they were fair, and went into them, or unto them, and uh, created or begat abominations, giants, Nephilim. Essentially, the clash of the titans in Greek mythology was not uh, mere mythology. It really happened. But it was not Cronus eating his babies to prevent it being overthrown. It was uh, a, a creature that had been unleashed on the world, much like a liger, when you mix a, a lion and a tiger, that had lost its growth inhibitor gene, that had essentially a 500-year lifespan with puberty that never ends. And they get bigger and hungrier every hour. So these things, just to keep their hearts beating, would have essentially resorted to cannibalism and eating each other, which we now stylized as the clash of the titans. That happened. You can still find their hands and their skulls and their spines and ribs sticking out of mountainsides. They were big. Uh, however, they killed each other off over a 500-year period, and their children essentially founded what we call, or what I refer to as the Age of Atlantis. Um, you know, this is the age of mythology, according to uh, human historians and scientists today. But again, the, every history, every culture, the archaeological, the genetics, everything bears out the witness that we were not alone, that we were hybridized uh, by an incursion species. You call it aliens or fallen angels. It doesn't matter. There are two narratives coming. And they're pushing the aliens thing. And they won't shut up about it in Congress or the fake news. And I'm telling you that they're fallen angels, and that's why, because they worship Satan behind the scenes. They don't worship angels, or I'm sorry, uh, they don't worship aliens. They do worship fallen angels. 
So the rulers of darkness are essentially the children of those giants. Those giants have been persecuting us throughout human history. They kept getting smaller uh, until little Goliath, you know, wasn't even that big, uh, much bigger than David when he killed him. But still, the giants got smaller and smaller. They used to have six fingers, six toes, and double rows of teeth and generally red hair. Uh, eventually, they were almost wiped out by mankind. And as the Bible records, uh, not all of them were killed. Joshua failed to get them all. And essentially, they started to tax some of them, and the rest fled throughout the world. And then you see a bunch of little giants everywhere, uh, Native Americans fighting them, locking them in caves, killing them off because they were cannibalistic and raping and eating them. Every culture has a similar story um, of cannibalistic giants. Sometimes they were the gods. Sometimes they were just cannibals that were fought off and eventually defeated, uh, like some of the Native American legends. I like those to, as a reference because we're in North America. Essentially, so they made it everywhere. They were even here, and we can still find some of their uh, megalithic structures here, like Rockwall, Texas, which they buried in a lake in order to avoid you discovering the evidence of a megalithic structure right there in Texas built by giants. Anyway, I digress. The point is they kept getting smaller because they mixed with humanity, and uh, eventually you go from big, big giants, titans even, to post-flood uh, smaller giants to little old Goliath much later on, thousands of years mixing in with humans, raping and pillaging and ruling over us and being pushed back when people followed God's law, they would demolish them, giant or not. Uh, when people had faith in Yahweh, uh, like Joshua did, they would just walk through giants. And that was the power uh, that God had, uh, even when we were outnumbered by giants that saw us as grasshoppers in their sight. <clears throat> so, I'm, I'm kind of throwing some biblical references. People may be confused. Um, if I sound something that sounds like sort of wise, it's probably not me. It's the Bible. I'm just quoting it. Um, anyway, so uh, it makes wise the simple, as David said in the Psalms. So, you know, the Bible protects even, even half-retarded people. And I mean that with affection. The low IQ people who don't care about politics or to follow culture or anything. The Bible's uh, rules and suggestions protects them from sin and it protects them from 90% of what they're trying to do to us. It, it makes wise the simple. So a simple person can become very wise by following the Bible. Anyway, um, and, and that's, I'm hoping to connect some people back to scripture as, as sort of a, a, a basis of truth. Uh, again, I, I win the debates, as you know, I win the debates on these issues. So don't think yes, it's too crazy <laughs> until you check out the evidence. Um, the Bible says, test all things and hold fast that which is true. I've tested every single one of these concepts and I've held fast to it. And then I destroyed my career even further by going against them publicly. So the, the, the synagogue of Satan rules the world. They're the descendants of giants. And that's sort of where we are now. Now, this is where I'm, I'm sort of catching up to on David's show. We've been doing this series going from the beginning and trying to cover the narrative. And I've just sort of really given you the fast version of uh, you sort of Adam and Eve, uh, the fallen angel, Genesis 6, uh, Genesis 3.15 first, because that was when God cursed the offspring of the fallen angel, the seed of the serpent, to be at war with humanity. And then Genesis 6, when they were created, and then they've been eating and, and, and persecuting and, and ruling over us and tyrannizing us ever since. Eventually, we wipe most of them out. And ever since then, they've sort of gone underground. They're human size now. Um, and the Bible records essentially that the, the big mixture, the, the one we want to focus on historically, happened with Jacob, Israel's brother, Esau. And Esau had multiple giant or Canaanite wives, and then his children also mixed with the Horites later, or the Hittites. I get them mixed up sometimes. But the Horites, I think, on Mount Seir. So you see a mixture, 
and then a double dipping mixture into the Nephilim genetic seed of the serpent, grandchildren of Satan. And then Esau's descendants essentially started being as evil as the Nephilim ever since then. And um, they have been at war with the children of Jacob or the Europeans who would found the European nations, America and the UK, for example, according to prophecy. I can show you that America was prophesied and the US, uh, the UK also was prophesied exactly by date. So if, um, wow. you know, that's the kind of stuff I want to share with people. Yeah. So, okay. So for example, if I, if I put in, I'm, I'm doing it, I'm rambling and I'm not showing you the images. If I just uh, go to my prophecy section on here and then I, I got to do it again there. Hang on. I messed up. So I'm going to go to the prophecy section. I'm going to zoom out a bit because this thing has gotten me zoomed way in. And I'm just going to share some of the, um, the things that I've seen. Okay. We're going to the right and I have all these images. I could pull them up, but I, I want to try to find it on the map. Okay. There it is. Okay. So we're going to zoom in right here, America and the UK. And of course also Europe by extension, but I don't have the numbers here in the map to prove it. I've only done, uh, I've got these two numbers and this is a good start for anyone who wants to go do the math and send me the numbers later. Cause that's a lot of work. <laughs> Uh, fighting all the European founding nations and dates and stuff, and then all the, the tra transfers of power and stuff. It's, it's tricky, but if you do the math, it will come out as God's word is, uh, is what reality is based on and God never lies. So referring back to Leviticus 26, 18, I think you can see this. And if you will not yet for all this hearken unto me, then I will punish you seven times more for your sins. Now do the math seven times 360, understand the context is 2,520 years. If you look at when the tribes were overthrown because God withdrew his support and they were conquered by the Assyrians for the most part, then if you add 2,520 years later, the tribes of Manasseh, the first to be overthrown, and Ephraim, the twin sons, double blessing tribes of Joseph, were reinstated as the USA in 1776 and the UK in 1801 when Great Britain was officially founded. These are the tribes of Israel, according to God's prophecy, right back in the land that they were blessed with after the punishment is over, which is the USA, Europe, the UK, and, and probably also like Canada and Australia and stuff. Uh, and, and that essentially is one of hundreds of biblical prophecies that prove the true Israelites are the uh, specific Caucasian families that founded the European nations, US and UK. Not all whites. I know people are, I don't want to go into the, don't call me racist. I have an Asian wife and half Asian babies. I love them very much. This is the truth of the Bible. It talks about race. It's just the truth. So if you look at these prophecies, there's, there's many others um, kind of talking about where we'll be if we allow them to live with us. Uh, they will gain more and more power. You'll gradually use yours, uh, lose yours. They will uh, have money to lend to you. You will have none to lend to them. And in the end, they will be your rulers. That's where we're at now because we wow. are in the end. All of these prophecies prove it. So, you know, I could go, I could go through all sorts of different things. Um, you know, if, if you do the math on things, it looks like 2033 to 2034 AD is the end. And I know that sounds nuts, but you know, here's an example. Um, just look at um, 2 Peter 3.8 as a reference because one day is like a thousand years. And then understand Hosea 6 2 when he says he will revive us after two days and he will raise us up on the third day that we may live before him that's 2033 a.d uh that's coming up 
very soon. That's 10 to 11 years away until Jesus comes back and kicks their ass. So we're seeing all sorts of prophecies play out. The D10 nations are the 10 horns. The uh, Revelations 12 sign, the woman in the heavens already happened just a few years ago. Uh, the actual uh, celestial alignments of the sun and the moon on 2033 to 2034 are insane and exactly match the blood moons. And then also a very rare, incredibly rare annular eclipse on the Feast of Trumpets, the day that Jesus returns, most likely, uh, is that weird looking sun on the right. So if you see that, it's time, days up. Uh, the entire game is over and it's judgment day. So, you know, we, we can go back through all, the, all of these different things, connect the modern aliens as the return of the watchers, also according to prophecy, with the rediscovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls, also according to prophecy. Um, there's a lot of things that we could go into in terms of context. You know, my main focus is, is waking people up to, to sort of two facts. Um, <clears throat> because these sort of set people free from pretty much every lie on earth I found. One, biblical earth, because the world is not only flat, that is a part of the conversation, yes, and it's a big part because it's one of the easy ones to prove, but it's flat, it is geocentric, the center of the universe, it is stationary, it does not move at all, ever, no, other than earthquakes and local stuff, there's no experiment that has ever proven movement. Uh, we're not on a wet cannonball shooting through space in an ever-expanding universe followed by a shotgun blast of asteroids and uh, water just clinging to that, that cannonball right. no matter what, no matter how fast it spins and no matter how many 666s are in that math, people just don't care. They believe it. So it's also um, hollow um, and people need to rewrap their heads sort of around the concept of hollow and a flat earth sometimes. People assume hollow means globe sometimes. Um, and there's all sorts of different perspectives and stuff, but this is the ancient perspective. Every culture on earth agreed that this was the shape of the earth. It was flat, hollow, uh, geocentric, stationary with a firmament, a bubble a yes. dome on top, um, holding back the waters above and within the which the sun, moon and stars were set on day four. <laughs> so right. um, obviously they're not spinning around us uh, anyway. So, so this is part of what happened with the Reformation and uh, when they invented learning against learning and fake science and fake, basically they professionalized fake science as a, as a legitimate profession. Uh, before that, it was primarily the, um, the, the uh, occult people like Newton, for example, who wrote thousands of pages on alchemy who were reading the secret documents in sort of Rome and uh, the Medici libraries. They were sort of obsessed with the pre-flood and the occult. And we get things like gravity and um, in heliocentrism, the idea that we're spinning around the sun, all of that comes right out of the hermetic text, not Newton. Newton didn't even want his name attached to gravity, actually. He was embarrassed about it. He thought it was so stupid people wouldn't believe it. Um, in fact, that's on here as well. So let's just jump over to Newton and these occultists who gave us essentially the fake science that they built the modern uh, globe earth, uh, space, evolution, uh, climate change, global warming, vaccine, quaxine, uh, jujab science, whatever you want to call it. All of this stuff is built on this fake learning against learning strategy that Cardinal Woolsey and the Pope at the time, I forget which one, uh, approved. And, um, you know, Newton was quoted as saying, and this is one reason why I desired you would not ascribe innate gravity to me, that gravity should be innate, inherent, and essential to matter so that one body may act upon another at a distance through a vacuum without the mediation of anything else by and through which their actions and force 
may be conveyed from one to another is to me so great an absurdity that I believe no man who has in philosophical matters a competent faculty of thinking can ever fall into it. So he's right. Uh, if you look into the science, gravity does not make any sense. There's, uh, there's uh, up and down, there's density and buoyancy, but there's nothing that's going to hold water to that spinning uh, cannonball in their concept and their design. We're not being held to the sun with sort of an invisible gra gravitatic force. There is an electromagnetic universe, so to speak, and there is cling, but you're not going to see, you know, sort of a 666 sort of everywhere in the math. If you go and look at the, the, the curve of the earth and everything else, the speed of which it's spinning, everything, 666 is everywhere. So you, you pull the science apart. Uh, the people who gave us the occult science, the fake science, were all occultists like Newton. Um, Galileo was a psyop. Uh, uh, they should have burnt him at the stake like the other heretics, but they gave him a comfortable retirement in a castle, uh, well cared for. He was a psyop to convince Christians to not believe God's word, but to believe the scientists, the seances, uh, what I call scientism, which I believe is the great deception. Yeah. Now, I'm a big fan of the scientific method. I love the scientific method. I use it in my debates often because the science supports God absolutely unequivocally. You can use science to prove God's existence easily, but uh, they, and they don't win the debates. I had a debate with a uh, scientist who had a two inch book called flat earth, flat wrong. And I don't remember his yeah. name and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but uh, he, he kept calling me a liar and like trying to attack the man and, and do ad hominems and all kinds of like rude stuff. And he just couldn't win the arguments. He even tried to convince us that you can zoom in and see over the curve of the earth, which doesn't make any right. sense. Even David was having a hard time with that one. I mean, David kind of jumped in on the debate sort of for me in that one. I just sort of sat back and smiled because I had already won. Um, and this guy had a two inch book, flat or flat wrong. And he couldn't, he could not argue without devolving into anger, uh, name calling. And the, I, eventually I got mad at him calling me a liar and I just started calling him scientist. But um, anyway, the point is they don't win the debates. That's why they don't have them, generally speaking. They go on TV and they make fun of us and they put up websites with fake pancakes floating next to globes in a, a universe of space, which is all fake. But then they won't debate us and they won't win those debates. And those arguments, once you understand both sides of any argument, you can comfortably navigate. It's very easy. And my map here is going to make it super easy for folks. <clears throat> so uh, the other major truth, other than the fact that we are on a flat biblical earth and God is real and he is watching, he is right above the North Pole right above that beautiful aurora borealis that is the center of our flat biblical earth and his throne is right above it uh, according to god's word now um the other major truth is the fact that uh, the people who rule over us uh, the edomites of the bible the people who call themselves israelites today the jews are in fact actual uh, nephilim grandchildren of satan great, 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 many removed grandchildren of Satan, many times mixed with humanity. And they've lost all of their giantism and they've lost their giant elongated skull brains with 30% more brain capacity than humans. And they've uh, lost most of their uh, sort of advanced power, you might say. I don't know if they had any other powers, but they certainly had some genetic mutations and, and freakishness and uh, weird things happening in the ancient world. And now they're just really hateful, angry people who have something called loxism, where they hate every other person who's not an Edomite, who's not one of them. They hate us all. doesn't matter what color you are. You're not going to be exempt from it. Their plan is to kill all whites 
and especially all Christians, because that's the people that they think as the real Israelites in the Bible, that's their competition. That's the people that they hate the most. But their plan is to rule over all of the brown and yellow people as sort of a muddied mix uh, of slaves forever and ever and ever. They hate blacks, they hate Asians, they really hate white Christians. And they are coming for all of us. It doesn't matter if you're offended uh, or if you've offended them or not, they are still coming for you because they have a plan. It's in their religious texts of world domination. They have a transgender religion with eight different, uh, at least eight different uh, genders in it. That's where we're getting all of this stuff yep. today that no one cared about in a few years ago. Um, they're the one group that you're not allowed to criticize. You can say the N word, but not the J word in modern society. Uh, if you say the N word, you might get beat up. If you say the J word, you might lose everything. Right. You might even get railroaded in court and ended up in prison or something like that. So, you know, there's a, there's a totally different um, ball game. And as Voltaire said, you know, not a role model, but I think it was Voltaire. If you want to know who rules over you, find out who you're not allowed to criticize. And that's essentially where we are uh, now. I notice I need to make the text bigger on this one. Gravity was faked. Uh, okay, so those two truths unlock everyone. And I know that no one's going to believe them until they've tested them, but they both hold up. Um, I'm not the best uh, biblical or flat earth debater out there, but I'm probably the third best, I think. Um, you know, I think that there's people like Austin Witsit and, um, you know, I'm being, I'm being honest. I mean, people like Austin Witsit and Flat Earth Dave have a lot more experience than I do in terms of debating this. Uh, so they're just, they're fluid, they're smooth, and they're, they're well equipped to do so. I probably have the best library, the best uh, uh, information, and the most exhaustive information because I've taken everything that they had and put it together, plus some, and uh, essentially built a map around it. So it's not, it's not a competition. We're all trying to, to wake people up. This is, this, is, this is important work. And when you find out that the shape of the earth is what it is, you know that God is real and you know that every institution on earth, every government on earth is completely controlled by Satan and they are, they are lying to yes. you. Now, this is a pretty, this is a pretty big uh, deprogramming tool for a truth journalist like myself. I mean, I'm trying to wake people up. I mean, there's nothing that's going to hit them harder than that. And when they realize God is real, well, so is his enemy. And he had children and they rule every political group. They are behind uh, the Chinese communist uprising, still behind China. They're behind the Bolshevik revolution in Russia, still behind Russia. Uh, Putin and Trump are both Jews and their world religion is coming into a one world government. And they're planning to basically have their antichrist messiah, their third temple and uh, a world government without whites coming soon. That's basically their plan. And they've written all this down in many documents. They've been caught. It's all out there. It's not difficult to prove. I could debate this stuff. And I have, I actually had a debate with David, as you saw. Um, and, you know, I'm bad with names. So I, there was another guy, Dr. Red, Red, I can't even pronounce his name. It was a doctor something. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I don't remember his name. Jew, a very Jewish name. Anyway, a, a, a very distinguished, uh, had a good career, gray beard, uh, elderly, rabbinical, the, uh, historical, historical, theological, scholarly type. I spanked that Jew so hard he cried Jesus and ran. And that's essentially what happened. Um, he had no arguments. He just kept saying, bless Israel, give us money. And then he ran away. And that is yeah. essentially how the debate will always go. So I challenge anyone to the debate. I have an open debate challenge on all of these controversial issues that you'd think would be really easy to spank me on or embarrass me or like just sort of destroy me. But no, I remain undefeated uh, because I'm following Yahweh's truth. And... Um, Maybe the difference between me is that I'm already dying and I don't really care what they do to me. There's nothing they can do to me. 
I've already lost everything. I'm already dying. I have a heart condition. Um, and I just, yeah, there's nothing, I'm fearless at this point. What are they going to do? So that's kind of my attitude. And maybe that's the difference between me and, and others who are not saying the J word as often. I, I am a real big believer in God after I saw biblical earth and the power of prophecy. I, I did a deep dive on prophecy, hundreds of years apart, thousands of years apart, coming true and fine details, blowing your mind, things that they can't explain, things that they try to, to whitewash or disappear or create fake histories around things for example like uh, daniel's prophecy of the secession of the kingdoms with the golden head and the iron and miry feet uh clay feet that happened exactly uh we can show you the dates of the kingdoms who were represented by those uh metals or or uh those um animals in the other uh vision and, we, and they can't explain how he knew that. He didn't even know what he was seeing at the time. They cannot explain that. So they had to say, well, that was written later. Well, the Dead Sea Scrolls prove it was not written later. It was actually written much, much uh, before these events happened. This is one of many, many proofs that we have of foreknowledge, of only a human could not have done this, not to mention all the, the codes and the, and the riddles and the, and the mysteries that you can unlock through reading the Bible and how there's words that point back to the sinner and God and everything in there. Not, not even how there's like science that's embedded in the Bible that we can't even understand still, or we're just starting to understand like the rocks in the breastplate or the types of stones used in New Jerusalem and the types of re reactions that they have with light. All of them of, uh, I forget the word, isometric or something, but all of them of a certain type of light and the ones that were excluded of a different type of light. It was weird and I don't remember the map. It's on my, um, uh, my debate page for God's Not Dead. And um, you can find that on the, the serapeum.com. There's so much information about prophecies coming true. We even have a prophecy page. There's so much in information about how to argue with scientists or theologians, if you have to, about God literally being real, not a metaphor. Uh, Jesus literally being real, not a metaphor. In fact, if we have any evidence for any history, uh, historical figure in all of human history, uh, we have evidence for Jesus. If Jesus didn't exist, nobody existed, right. including Noah, the popes, Julius Caesar, because we have a couple of hundred examples of the texts of Julius Caesar that prove he was a, a real, that he existed at all. We have hundreds of thousands of copies on three different continents in three different uh, languages or more of Jesus and testifying to him and many eyewitnesses reports uh, all written within the same time frame within the lives of each other so if there was any conflict it would have it would have come out all by the way against the world government of pagan Rome who wanted this squashed okay they wanted this squashed they would have they tortured many of these people to death uh, and they still did not renounce so you know just like um where, where do you see people going down to keep a lie for a dead man against the government of right. the world in any other concept? I mean, that, that's, it, it doesn't usually happen, okay? You, you might see a little bit of, like, um, resistance over there with the, uh, the Proud Boys who are being sort of uh, sentenced to 10 or 20 or 30-year sentences right now. Uh, some of them might be saying, you know, Trump won. But, you know, you, you see most of them break down and cry. Okay, the, the, the people in the Bible, although they may have wept, um, they, they took this truth so far that it killed them. This is another testament to their testimony. So it's another example of a historical evidence. Now, you can't apply the scientific method to history. It doesn't work that way. But you basically apply the same rules you would in court. 
you know, eyewitness reports, conflicting, you know, uh, context, you basically break that down and try to falsify it. And it all holds up when you test the Bible. So the biblical narrative is the backbone of history. They have tried everything, including faking globe earth, aliens and space in order to convince us that it is not true. And even when they figured out that it absolutely was true and they found the firmament, well, that's when they created NASA to really convince you that it's not true. That's when they started faking moon landings. That's when they set up a Antarctic treaty so that you can't go there. They will kill you if you pass the 80th parallel or they will arrest you or send you back or shoot at you. Uh, the, the, the governments of the world have agreed you cannot explore this unclaimed rock of ice or else. So that's essentially where we're at. Um, it's all real. The ancients were right. The monsters were real. The giants were real. The hybrids were real. In the pre-flood world, people were contaminating their genetics with all sorts of animal DNA. People were mixing animals, creating men with lion or dog or coyote uh, genetics in there. And that's where you're getting all these ancient hieroglyphs in pretty much every culture showing men with bird heads or dog heads or, or whatever, jackal heads or something like the horse figures. All of this stuff was real and it's being symbolized because they were genetically tampering with humanity, just like the Bible says, all flesh was corrupted except Noah and his family who were pure in their generations, which is Bible talk for genes, by the way, in the book of Genesis where genes is. So it's all pointing back to this sort of uh, genetic war between humanity and all of her hues, humanity, and the Nephilim, the seed of the serpent, the living demons who walk among us. When they die, they actually become a demonic spirit. That's where demons come from. And they rule our deep state. That's essentially the, the, the major two pillars of truth that people need to understand that sound crazy, that, that have uh, me considered a pariah, even in alternative media at this point, because people don't want to believe this. People have a hard time understanding it. People have been trained in false doctrine their entire life, and they don't understand hermeneutics. They don't understand context. They don't understand language. They don't understand history. They don't understand science, and they don't want to, and I don't blame them because it's a lot. It's taken me my whole life to, to study these things. I lost a lot of the time that you would have spent with friends or family um, I lost a lot of family because they wouldn't listen to me. I mean, I'm sure you all have that where you said, don't take the vaccine and someone took the vaccine. So you can all relate to that. Yeah. I'm trying to summarize my entire life's work in an hour and it's not possible, but basically this is what people need to understand and everything else connects back to it. You know, you've done so much and it's just tidbit of information, just touching on all of these topics and you guys this is really something that you need to really deep dive into each little topic that has been brought up thus far, because it's, it's just too much to go through so quickly. There's so much that we have to unlearn that has been a lie that has been taught generation after generation for decades on end to cover up the real truth. And Dustin, I'm so grateful that you are here doing this research and putting in tons and tons and tons of your own time and research for all of this and that you are sharing it with everybody. Um, you know, it, it's a lot to, uh, it's a lot to digest and people can either take it or ignore it. But, you know, in the end, God sifts out those, um, who, uh, either are willing to look into it or who choose a more evil path. Um, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, and, you know, the remnant is forming and I want people to survive long enough to be part of it. I want people to survive long enough to make the right decisions, to do the research, to watch the 200 hours of the documentary series, if that's what it takes. I have a condensed one hour and 10 minute version. I go through basically what we just talked about without the proof. If you want the proof, it's in the articles. They're all over the websites and the map. It links to all of the major articles in the index below it. Uh, it's in the documentary series, 200 hours of proof. It's more than I can fit into uh, an hour conversation. Um, the reason I win the debates is because I'm just on the side of truth. It's that simple. The truth is a lion. And if you just sort of study the arguments, and it takes a little time to sort of familiarize yourself with the different angles, how they're going to come at you. But it's just an FAQ. When you start talking to your friends about flat earth, it's either going to be an outright rejection. It's a numbers game. It's just how it is, like dating or whatever. Or it's going to be uh, an FAQ list. They're going to go down the, the frequently asked questions with you. If you want to, just go to thesarapayum.com slash flat FAQ, and you've got it all right there for you. So you can just answer them with videos and links and articles and, uh, and images and memes and uh, facts. And it's all at your disposal. Uh, it's disposal, sorry. Um, and my point is that the information is there. It would take it would take about two hours for the average person to go through that article, look at the stuff on there, not including every single documentary, but all of the, the FAQ facts and familiarize themselves and be an expert debater on flat biblical earth, uh, at least in their local circle. And, and imagine this, for the souls that don't reject you, you have given them a piece of information that will bring them to God. Yes. You can't believe in a flat earth and not believe in a creator. It's that simple. There's no such thing as space. They keep faking it for a reason. They keep drowning or ha near having drowning incidents with bubbles popping out of their harnesses on their ISS fake space station. It's all underwater. They use a special type of water. It's very super uh, clear and, and, and they've added chemicals to it to make it like that. But they keep getting caught with harnesses, strings and bubbles and drowning incidents and who knows what else. There's all sorts of uh, glitches and, and uh, green screen and some, you know CGI and, and, and things that they're grabbing that aren't there or dropping the ball in so-called space and the gravity just takes it and it falls because they, they screwed up and then they're just, they get caught. All of this stuff constantly happens with these clowns because they're not good actors. They're really bad at it. They're all Freemasons. Pretty much everybody in the, uh, the astronauts corps, mostly Freemasons, you can get, you can see the videos of these guys getting called out for it and they just get all mad and start trying to punch young camera people. It's just funny. Um, I think there's a video called uh, uh, Astronauts Going Wild. It's definitely <laughs> worth a watch. Um, but uh, uh, it's all out there. It's all on the site. Uh, this site is basically an attempt to preserve our history and to prove God and to prove true doctrine, to prove prophecy and to prove that uh, the conspiracies are real. Yeah, you know, there's, all you guys have to do is research it for yourself. And you don't even have to research it now because Dustin has provided all of this information for you at the com. Is that right? Yeah, this is the stuff that they're disappearing from the internet. So it's a, it's a good head start. Back it up, save it. Yeah, I would 100%, you guys just, um, you know, deep dive into this website. There's tons of information, tons of articles, hours and hours and hours of research that he has just, um, you know, told you about. Um, Dustin, what are we looking at right here on the screen right now? This one chunk of the map is essentially uh, what I call the Black Plague 2.0. But if you actually look at the, the people behind the COVID situation, the COVID uh, planned-demic and the vaccine development and, uh, and um, promotion and profit and the fallout. For example, Israel has no problem with birth uh, rates. 
whereas all of the other countries that took a lot of the vaccine having plummeting birth rates. So there's a, there's a, even RFK mentioned there's a genetic aspect targeting whites more than uh, Jews and Asians, for example, in this, uh, in this disease, in these vaccines, in this poison. Now they're blaming it on COVID, but we know what it really is. It's the vaccines. So this bioweapon was talked about by Bill Gates for a long time, reducing the world population through uh, forced vaccination and the zero carbon solution. We are the carbon they want to get rid of. But basically the, the point is that the, uh, the, the first black plague was also them putting poison in Christian wells. And the newest black plague was also, is also them with the COVID pandemic and everything else that they're about to pop on us. The stuff that they're doing right now at Burning Man, where it's probably just valley fever and all of these people just need to get some like uh, some meds and it's not contagious. It's just some dust in the dirt and the mud that got kicked up. But they're basically walling them in with a, uh, a, a prison wall and armed guards and saying it's Ebola and freaking everybody out for no reason. Um, you know, this is the kind of stuff that's happening, uh, the stuff that's happening with, with Maui and stuff. All of that is them. It's always them every time that there's an organized evil. And I mean that somewhat hyperbolically because if you find some kind of local gang down the street who's like a black gang or an italian mafia or whatever and it's not jewish that you could technically say well there's this one time i found a, a organized evil that wasn't jewish but the reason they're on the streets in the first place the reason they're poor and, and don't have fathers taking care of them and giving them a better example for example the war on black men uh, uh started by lbj uh, Lyndon baines johnson he said i'll have those in inwards uh voting democrat for 200 years and then he basically declared war against the black family who had a lower divorce rate than the white Christian family in this country at that time. And then after that point, now 80% of black fathers are in prison or 80% of black children grow up without a father. So you're seeing this war created. And then we see the results of the local gang. So it's always them when you really look into it. It really is. Um, uh, for example, uh, you know, I, I look at what happened with my mother, my brother, my sister, my aunt, and how they became uh, drug addicts, uh, prostitutes, her heroin addicts, just really, really bad situation at certain points in their life. They kind of come out of it sometimes. And my brother's out of it now. He's, he's, he's with me. We're farming. We're, we're growing some food. He's gardening with Amazing. me. It's great. I'm still praying for my mom and my sister. Um, yeah, I'm praying for my aunt, but, you know, that's going to take a lot of prayer. Essentially, we're at that point, though, where I understand it's not them. They didn't, they had, they had this done to them, just like the kids in school today. Yes, they've made bad decisions, but this drug war, how many people, and we've all known someone in the family who was just a little bit weak or a little bit hurt or had a bad start or got in with the wrong group, fell in with the wrong crowd and got addicted or whatever the excuse may be. Drug use is generally because of pain. Um, it's not something we should necessarily criminalize, I think, but you know, it's generally because of pain. The Bible warns about you know, all of the sort of pharmacopoeia drugs they're creating for us. And the Bible says God gave us all of the green herbs and things. So we have our own medicine cabinet. And I want to remind people of that. It's better for you. It doesn't destroy your liver and deplete your body and like mess you up and prematurely age you and give you cancer and all the other things that right. they want you to have so that you're a customer for life. Um, it's not going to destroy your body. It's, it's basically building your body up so that you're healthy all the time. That's not what they don't want you to do. But essentially, you know, this drug war was started by, for example, uh, the Sackler family and the opiate, uh, opiate epidemic. Okay. So a lot of people, almost every family in America and the West now has, has felt this, uh, this drug abuse issue. So it's not, it's not even just them. It was something that was done. It was something that was, the strings were pulled at a very high level. And this was done to us all. And that's the kind of stuff I see happening to these poor kids who end up being transgender 
who end up being, you know, far left activists, yes. and radicals. Um, I see them as victims of a culture war beyond their understanding, beyond, you know, and they're babies, they're babies when they get to them. They don't have a chance. No, exactly. You're maybe exactly they're maybe right. they're ruined. Maybe they are ruined. Maybe they, they will be always ruined. Many of them will come back. Many of them become activists against the, the, the surgeries and stuff. And that's a personal decision because the, the line of good and evil goes through every soul. But they didn't have a chance, many of them. And that's the kind of thing. I, it's yeah. like, I don't do this out of hate. I do this out of love. And that's where I'm coming from. And this, the reason I expose these guys is not because I hate them. It's because I love their victims, which is you all know. of us. And the culture war is so hard right now. And I can speak on that. I was a kindergarten teacher for nine years. In 2021, I was handed an 83-page LGBT curriculum to teach to my four and five-year-olds. These kids don't even know how to tie their shoes or what the, like, the day is of the week. And you want me to talk to them about what it means to be homosexual or gender fluid? And it's disgusting that there are so many people in this country that are okay with that. Um, you know, after exposing all of that, I stood up against medical freedoms, was fired for that. So I just recently started my own platform. It's called Patriot Pre-K. Um, you know, I have a degree in early, early childhood education. So I take that with my Hillsdale curriculum and all the other curriculum that I have access to, to provide, you know, not a non-woke education for anybody that wants to join because children deserve an education and they deserve not to be victims of indoctrination. And unfortunately, that's what we're seeing all over the country in the classrooms nationwide. And it's sad. I agree. Yeah. And all the evidence um, of this culture war, I call it the sin war uh, because I'm looking at this and I, I realize that the people behind it have a religious agenda, a religious book and set of commands, uh, a religious yep. prerogative to destroy us to destroy our children, um, religious permission to rape children. I mean, everything that the, the Torah says, the Old Testament commands, God's eternal law commands, they undo, they pervert, or they invert in the Talmud, which is where they say Jesus is a, a sorcerer who raped his donkey and boils in hell and semen. This is what they teach. They teach to kill Christians, to undermine Christians, to become doctors and poison Christians. They teach to become lawyers and put Christians under the yoke of the law. They put, they teach horrible things and they raise their, 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 at least in the rabbinical religious families, they raise their children on a, um, uh, a, a diet of hatred for Christians. You can see this on a, um, I don't remember which clip it was. It was like the Mari show or something. And it's in the docu-series where this young Jewish girl is just in the audience and she starts trying to, to get at this white girl who's being, uh, this white Christian girl who's being uh, interviewed in the show. And she basically starts saying, uh, well, our holy, our Bible says that you're like animals, you know? And, uh, you know, the Christian girl's like, what Bible are you reading from? And she didn't, she didn't answer, but I can tell you right. it's the Talmud. And they raise even their children on a hatred for Christians because God promised they would hate us in Genesis 3.15. And he told us to leave nothing alive. That's a quote for Joshua and the tribes to wipe out every giant on earth. And they did not do it. And because of that, there was a punishment that they would rise up over us and they would lend to us and we would not lend to them. And they would become those who have the power and we would not. And they would have all the money and we would not, as I showed you a minute ago. And that's essentially right. where we're at now. And um, we are now at that point where the sort of end times prophecies, the, the war of Gog and Magog mentioned in Ezekiel, all of that stuff is now playing out. 
and I can show you specific dates. I can show you all sorts of uh, different prophecies, like the three-headed eagle and Estrus, the, the, the prophecies of Daniel, and how these things are all pointing toward Rome mixed with the miry clay of the governments of today's world as that final in times government with a central brain of Jesuit Jewish Nephilim seat of the serpent uh, right there in charge. I mean, even their audience hall is a serpent's head. It's insane. No, we, we are seeing it all around. You know, they put it in our face. Uh, you know, symbolism is going to be, uh, it's all around us really. And unless you know what you're looking for, then it's like an everyday life to you. But once you realize what you're looking at in the days of time that you're living in, it becomes so clear. And like you said before, there are so many dots that just become connected one after the other. Um, really fast before you get into this next thing, what are your top two or three biblical prophecies that you know people can learn from and that we are experiencing right now? Okay. Uh, well, I don't have like favorites necessarily. Um, you know, I've, I've got uh, a, a list of prophecies that I've shown the evidence for. And I've kind of laid out the proof that they happened or, or are happening. Uh, right. And I have two different pages for that. One of them is a prophecies page. It's just called prophecy. Um, uh, what's it called? Let me look up the name of it real fast because it's got, I forgot the title of it. Prophecy and prescience, ta uh, tracking prophetic predictives. And then the other one is called, I have a farm fly in here now, thanks. And then the other one uh, is, is yeah, I've been, I, I live on a farm, so I've got flies everywhere now. And then the other one is um, called Game Over, the End Times Mapping Project, God Wins in the End. And that one specifically goes through End Times Prophecy, but there is a ton of information on prophecy in general in that post. Um, so I've got, you know, just a general list of, and it's not exhaustive. There's a lot more prophecies that I haven't even started to go through the research for and prove. Uh, however, I have built sort of a timeline of what's about to happen. And uh, based on the prophecies and also, um, you know, the politics, the culture, everything that's sort of happening all at once. Um, and this is, uh, I found this left, the left half of this image, I found the right half I had to, to build onto it. Um, and most of this stuff I've curated. I, I'm not creative. I don't really make pretty images. But basically, uh, you see sort of, sort of around 2000 BC, the time of Abraham, 1500, the Exodus, uh, and and the, the Exodus, um, the timeline of where people look at the Exodus is off. There's, an, there's a video called, a documentary called Patterns of Evidence, and it gives you all the evidence you're ever going to need to prove the Exodus happened archaeologically, but they're looking in the wrong time period. And when you see the real time period and, and how it was much earlier, about a thousand years earlier, it shifts and it's just uh, everything shifts. And I don't know if I've updated that date, so it, it may be something else. Uh, but uh, anyway... Then you get to the kingdom period, sort of time of David, um, the Assyrian deportations, the punishment that we talked about earlier, where uh, they were to be uh, out of their own land, essentially, for 2,500, was it 20 years, I think. Uh, and then you see Christ's ministry at 30 AD. I think it was actually negative two or something. If you do the math, I have to check my notes uh, because they didn't uh, account for it correctly. So there's all sorts of calendar tricks that they've been playing to keep us from understanding the real dates, including a new calendar called the Gregorian calendar we've been using since Roman times. Gregory means fallen angel in, uh, or watcher in Greek, although there was a, you know, a, there was an emperor Gregorian. So I guess, I don't know, Pope Gregorian. So I guess that was what they're using as the excuse. But anyway, I found that to be a coincidence. But they play calendar games to make it hard for us to do uh, prophetic dates 
and to keep the Sabbath and to keep the feast days. So they added a day to the year, for example, and we have a 365 day calendar now, and we did not used to have that in the ancient world. So when you do the math, you know, it does take a little bit of a, a adjustment. And then from uh, the time of Christ, when Rome killed Christ for the Jews, uh, all the way up to 300 AD, they were basically killing Christians and burning them at the stake and uh, unleashing them and the, uh, unleashing the lions on them in the uh, gladiator arenas, forcing them to fight to the death, uh, persecuting Christians really hard, you know, um, old school persecution, old Roman stuff. Many were crucified. And then around 300 AD, they realized uh, it's not working. They're growing too fast. Uh, we're actually making them grow more. We're, we're stoking this fire. So let's co-opt the movement. Let's infiltrate. Let's become Christian. So basically, they put Christian words on all of the pagan holidays, all of the pagan rituals. They put Mary over Ishtar, and they just combined everything. It's basically Catholicism is Mithraism with Mother Mary, Semiramsis, all of it's the same. Uh, if you look at a witch's altar next to a Catholic altar, it's an exact replica. They pray to dead bones. They pray to dead saints. They pray to angels. They pray to Mary. They don't pray to Jesus. That's apparently the one thing they don't do, the one name by which you can be saved. Right. Uh, they have all sorts of false doctrines. Uh, the Bible says, call no man father. They say, call every man father. It's a priest. The Bible says, um, uh, you don't need anyone to teach you the Bible. Read it, literally. That's what I did. And then they say, well, you need us as an intermediary between you and God, and we need to read it for you. And they would kill you for reading the Bible for much of what we call the Dark Ages, which still happened after 300 AD when they supposedly legalized Christianity and lifelong pagan Emperor Constantine, uh, supposedly a Christian convert, supposedly uh, uh, basically legalized Christianity. They would still kill the non-Nicene Christians, the Christians who refused to basically bow before Ishtar for Easter. And then they added in Christmas and then they added in the Mariolatry and then they added in all these other false doctrines. So, you know, it's just been a, 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 a pagan reinfiltration. They've been trying since the time of Jesus to undo what Jesus did, which is drive this crap underground. Even leaders had to pretend to be Christian. Even the freaking emperor of Rome himself had to pretend to be a Christian to keep power. That is what Jesus did. Jesus was the warrior who chose to die for us, even though he could have just obliterated all of them with a legion of angels because he had to fulfill prophecy to save us. When he comes back, all of this stuff's gone. Rome is going to fall. Anyway, so hundreds of years of persecution, the Dark Ages, the Inquisition, the witch hunts, they're just killing Christians left and right for reading the Bible, for translating the Bible. And then Tyndale and the printing press create a Bible for the masses. And it's, again, too much for them to contain. It gets out of control. They can't burn them all. They can't catch all of those people and wrap their uh, tie their Bible around their neck and burn them at the stake as a public example fast enough. So Christianity breaks free of Rome and we have the Reformation. Now, this is also when you start to see the rise of fake science. They were already pushing the sun worship, heliocentrism, Copernican revolution. But when people started to read the Bible and Luther and others started to call out fake science and saying, well, God says that the, the sun spins around the earth. And God says Joshua bid the uh, sun to stand still, not the, uh, the world to stand still in the text. And all these other, you know, uh, so many uh, thus saith the Lord's, so to speak. Uh, they were hurling against Rome's fake science that it was just fall, falling apart. So then they did the Galileo PSYOP, and essentially they faked science and persecuted people for that as well. But that's where we get the Reformation, and that's where we get the fake science sort of counter the growing faith in God that came from the Reformation, which was not perfect. The doctrine was not perfect. And then now we're seeing the Gog and Magog serpents.
seed rising in the post um, <clears throat> in the post so-called Holocaust world, hollow hoax world. Essentially, they spread to Western countries under the guise of being God's people. The red carpet was rolled out for them. And within two generations, this is where we are. We're sacrificing our children on the altar of trannyism in public schools. That's what happens when you invite the seed of the serpent into your country. So the Gog and Magog serpent seed war is happening now, and it has been happening since 1917, at least, with the Balfour Declaration, uh, when the fake Israelites got uh, basically Kazaria back, which is kind of what they're going for. They're, uh, they're trying to take over Ukraine and get Kazaria back. And, and actually, historically speaking, uh, the Rus people that used to live in Ukraine are the ones that ran them out of Kazaria in the first place. The reason they didn't have a country of their own in the first place, because they were tired of them butchering everybody that was their neighbor. And sacrificing babies and stuff so they ran them out and they have been wandering other countries getting kicked out of all those other countries for eating babies ever since and uh, now they want their own land back of course which they named israel because they want you to believe that they're the people of the old testament and that they are fulfilling prophecy but it's not i showed you how israel actually fulfilled prophecy by moving into the usa and the uk exactly according to god's dates and all of the other prophecies exactly match to one people group actually multiple people with multiple tribes within that uh, European family, so to speak. And that are, that, that is the, <clears throat> the 13 tribes of Israel that are lost because of course the double blessing Ephraim and Manasseh extra tribe thing. Many people don't think about that. So moving into, um, and I know that this, this image is out of line right here. I've got, I've got this backwards in terms of the, the next date. It's 1776 to 1801, but that's talking about the US, the UK, the prophecy, Leviticus, the 2,520 years. And now we're ending uh, sort of where we are currently happening, where there are like at least a dozen end times revelation and estrus and other prophecies uh, all happening at once, screaming red alert end times. And the Bible says that we may not know the, the day and the hour. We might get the day because it, it you know, because it doesn't say day, uh, it's, I'm sorry, it says day, uh, uh, it says day and the hour. So we may not get both. Maybe we won't know the hour. We might get the day. We can certainly go for the season. But the Bible says we're supposed to watch for the signs. We're supposed to be vigilant. We're supposed. You can go to my um, um, my game over post. I have all the, the relevant verses right there at the top. But we're not supposed to just sit here and not pay attention, which is what a lot of Christians think about prophecy. We're supposed to watch for the signs. Um, and, and this is basically you know, where we are uh, now in times and then what's coming next jesus the return of jesus the the, the prophecy of obadiah 18 which is where uh, pretty much every edomite on earth gets wiped out there's not a single one remaining according to god's word um you know the enemy of god amalek all that stuff gets wiped out destroyed there's going to be a lot of war famine pestilence there's going to be a lot of prophetic fulfillments happening in the next 10 years i do not actually expect anyone to believe me on any of these things i know it sounds kind of nuts um I mean, this guy believes in prophecy and he's like talking about Jesus, like he's real and God, like he's real and all this other stuff. And I get it. I tested it. It's real. You don't have to take my word for it. You can test it. It's a huge subject that my husband is really, really into. And, um, you know, he, if he were sitting right here, he would like push me out of this chair so he could talk about this stuff with you. But I, I hear it all the time. He falls asleep to documentaries about you know ancient giants and the things and i'm so glad that you brought this up right now so for my audience that doesn't know what this is can you go into that 
Sure. Um, this is Mother Mary of the Catholic Church. Nothing to do with Jesus's mom, by the way. Uh, she has been represented uh, symbolically this way as the crescent moon, just like you see in Catholicism with Mary, as the mother and child, which is Tammuz, the uh, uh, incestual sin child of her and her son, Nimrod, the king of the uh, sort of first world government, Babel, the builder of ba uh, the Tower of Babel. Um, he was uh, essentially the founder of witchcraft in the post-flood world, a great-grandson of Noah through Ham and then Cush. Nimrod was basically the antithesis of Jesus. He was the counter-Jesus figure. This was his mother and his wife and his son. So you get uh, the Nimrod, Semiramis, Tammuz, unholy trinity inversion of the Christian trinity. And you get the sun god versus the son of God. And you get this, um, uh, you get this Mother Mary um, and Nimrod symbolism, which repeats throughout history under different names because of the Tower of Babel and the babbling of tongues. But basically the same symbols, the same rituals, the same um, belief systems. Mm -hmm. She was, uh, first of all, this is, she's the creator of trannyism, as far as I could tell. Uh, Semiramis was the initial uh, tranny goddess who changed her uh, followers' sexes and her own sex. She was the whore goddess. She was what, um, you know, Aphrodite was based on a little bit less love, a lot more lust. And she was uh, also called the mother of heaven and the ever virgin. And she was known to grant salvation. So if you look at Catholicism, they call, uh, they call her Mary, but again, the mother of heaven, uh, the, sorry, the, the mother, um, uh, the, the queen of heaven and all of those same titles that she, she, you're giving to this ancient Semiramis goddess, who was just a, a, a a human that started messing with their own genetics, basically, like Nimrod did. Nimrod became a giant, but he started as a human. Um, this is the unholy uh, trinity of the underworld. This is who they look up to. This is who founded the Freemasons, Nimrod, and his wife in Tammuz. It's part of this resurrection prophecy that every single mythological uh, pagan belief on earth essentially shares of a dying and resurrecting sun god. So Nimrod was killed, and then his mother and wife wanting to maintain power said, well, he's going to be reborn. I'm pregnant. <laughs> and um, also she, she had this thing around an evergreen tree and a prophecy. And basically that's where we get Christmas and the Yuletide ritual and resurrecting Nimrod and, and the bowing down before his tree and receiving gifts from Nimrod and all that bullshit that has nothing to do with Christ. I'm sorry. I don't want to offend anyone, but Christmas has nothing to do with Christ. Right. And mother Mary and Catholicism has nothing to do with Christ. Um, she was, she was a blood goddess, a blood sacrifice goddess. She was where we get Easter from, which involved painting uh, eggs with baby blood um, and, and fertility rituals. And, you know, all of these titles like ever virgin, well, Mother Mary was not an ever virgin. She was a virgin and she had Jesus and she had a bunch of other kids and then she died and then she's not a virgin, uh, but they call her an ever virgin and she's not queen of heaven. There's no queen in heaven. There is a king. That's it. Um, all of this stuff is anti-scriptural doctrine. But this is how they have injected paganism directly into Christianity. And it's not Christian. It has nothing to do with Christianity. The doctrines are not Christian. None of what they do is Christian. But Rome had the power to continue repeating that lie and kill everyone who said otherwise for almost a thousand years. So that's where we get to where we are today. And they won't just openly, you know, kill you usually for saying this stuff. But, you know, I've already got Roman apologists coming after me to try to debunk me and discredit me. And uh, you're seeing where that's going, you know, it's not working out so well for them. 
we win the debates and then they kill us just like the Lollards and many other groups throughout history, uh, real Christians that were trying to read the Bible and keep God's word and follow it and keep the feast days. And they would show up and the priests from Rome would show up and debate them and lose and get spanked and then come back and kill them all. That's basically how history went for a long time. Um, now we have the internet. Now, you know, everybody can sort of see the persecution if they do try to destroy us and crush us. Like if Rome comes after me or if the government comes after me, you know what happened and who I offended and all that. It's the people who rule the world. Um, wouldn't be the first time. Anyway, so this is Mother Mary in the Catholic Church, uh, the whore goddess, blood sacrifice goddess, wife of the witch king of the post-flood world that the deep state worships today. Hmm. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful, really. It is. It's so much, you know, this stuff that people really don't realize what they're, you know, celebrating. They celebrate Easter or they celebrate Christmas, but not really knowing the history of the actuality. Uh, like Jesus, his birth on yeah. December 24th, you know, that's, a thing that people that don't know about the holidays and they just know about traditions, you know, they celebrate. Um, but I know you know all about all about that stuff. But it's it's so interesting. Um, you know, the more that you dig in, the more that you realize you really don't know crap about anything except for the lies that were fed to you, and that's where we are. And yeah. you know. I think that like my mind is blown one minute whenever you show me one page and then like I have to stop and kind of process everything because it's like, wow, I really don't know shit about nothing that I thought I knew stuff about, you know, listening to my husband tell me stories and he's like, hey, did you know this or listen to this documentary? But like, wow, Dustin, you're like no, it's, blowing it's my mind. <laughs> it's, it's like the Bible says, physical exercise profiteth the body little. But spiritual exercise is very profitable. And I'm paraphrasing from memory. I'm not quoting directly. But, you know, spiritual exercise means learn your history, learn your arguments, learn your doctrine. We're supposed to be able to give a good reasoned argument for why we believe in God yes. on command. Just like if you got a question about God, I got an answer for you, brother or sister. Um, and that's where we're supposed to be as good Christian soldiers, so to speak, for the cause. And that's how you get people. You don't just say things like, you know... And I'm not picking on people, but, you know, it worked for me. I tried it. It worked for me. Or, you know, it's what I believe. You know, these are not compelling arguments. I mean, a good argument might be, well, that Bible holds up if you test it historically. And it's a it's a collection of historical documents written down by eyewitnesses in the time of other life, uh, uh, in the lives of other eyewitnesses. And they all basically testified to miraculous events, the death and resurrection of a man who claimed to be the son of God and walked around performing miracles and all these other things. So that's part of it. And then I also tested the prophecies they checked out and I tested some of the, the other things that were in there, like the science and the mysteries and the, the hidden codes. <clears throat> and all of that's on the FA, uh, the, the, the God debate page that I have put up. If you want to check it out on the Serapeum. So, you know, I, I checked it out. I tested it and it turned out to be real in spite of everything that I had believed up to that point. I used to be undefeated when it comes to arguing against theists who believe in various gods. I was, I was an anti-theist. I thought religion, because of I, I knew some of the history of Rome and the Crusades, and, and not the Crusades, the Dark Ages and the witch hunts and stuff. And I, I, you know, I knew that 
that religion had persecuted mankind to a massive degree. And I knew most religions involved child sacrifice. So I thought religion was evil. I, I was raised in public school. So I used to debate uh, religious folks for fun. And I, I kind of honed my teeth. Um, it's, it's ironic, right? And, and, and now it's completely the other way. When someone asked me a hard question that I would have asked someone as a former atheist, excuse me, like, for example, why did your God kill babies? Here's an answer. Okay, this is a serious answer for that serious question. It gives a lot of atheists pause when they're like, well, I can't, I can't convert to that. He kills babies. What's wrong with him? He's a, he's a mass murderer. No, here's the answer. They're not human. They grow up to be cannibals. They eat us. They oppress us. And look at the deep state today. That's exactly the kind of culture they're into. Baby rape, mutilating children, and oppressing you in every way possible to make you complicit in this sin in every way possible, right. in every inversion of every single rule that God has. They want you to participate. They want you to turn the other eye to that evil. They want your soul. That is what they are. That is why God wiped out all of those tribes and said, leave nothing alive. That's why God did the flood. That's why God said, kill the giants because he was protecting his babies. Yeah. Wow. What? There's just, it's, so that's the answers. I mean, there's, yeah, there's always an answer. Just find it. You know, they're trying to normalize so much right now that is so evil and people don't even realize, like, they don't even realize what's going on or what they're participating in unknowingly, um, you know, again, until they do the research, but that's a problem with a lot of people. They don't want to do the research. They don't want to put in the time or the effort to answer the questions that they have themselves. They want the answers, but they don't want to do the research. And then if you present them with the answers because they don't know the background or the education behind it, they just shut it out. So it's like a dead end to them. And it's really, really sad that people don't realize. I, I don't even know. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I've been sort of a, you know, I don't know if I'm autistic or what, but I've been obsessively compulsively researching this stuff my whole life. I knew I, I had to share it with people. I had to warn people because it was the right thing to do. And I couldn't live with my conscience, not warning people, knowing the things that I knew. And I just kept learning more. So the burden grew and the, the, the responsibility grew. And then eventually I, I, you know, I stopped being an investor and I stopped working my day job and I jumped into a YouTube channel. I mean, I still worked a day job at first, but like I jumped into the YouTube channel to just sort of share my thoughts and try to help clarify what I saw other people talking about that I respected, but didn't get right. A lot of people trying to get right these issues about the deep state, about uh, our history, about the conspiracies, about the, the medicine. And I wanted to help clarify those issues and, and create less muddied waters. And a lot of people are out there misleading their audiences by accident or by intent. Um, and I, I wanted to offer something and I guess it just blew up. And then now here I am, you know, I'm just stuck. I, I'm putting one foot in front of another. <laughs> I, I love my life. I really do. I mean, I, I really, I feel honored to do this job, but at the same time, like I, I have nowhere else to go at this point. I've already put my name on every list that you can imagine. Every right. time I fly, for example, I don't fly anymore since vaccines killing all the pilots. Yeah. But every time I used to fly, I would get bomb flagged before I would go speak somewhere. So I would have to go through the stupid extra process and often miss my plane and, you know, catch an Uber in the middle of the night through dark parts of town and, like, you know, jump to a bus and do other stupid things to get to my speech on time, exhausted and bedraggled because uh, I got bomb flagged and they held me until after my flight. It's the kind of crap that I would go through. And then, you know, you know, BB&T, for example, <clears throat> refused me an account. 
somebody in my audience knew somebody who was a regional manager at BB&T, had them overturn it. And then there was a fight at the regional manager's level in the corporate office between the other regional managers who hated me and this guy who was trying to defend me. And then that other regional manager, one, called me and said, don't even bother coming in. We're not going to make an account for you. So, you know, wow. that's the kind of stuff that you face. But I don't care because every one of those things is a trophy. I'm on his right. path. This is the this is the purpose in my life that, that I was built for. And I don't mean to talk about me so much, but this is no, the passion please. that I have for this topics. These need to be known for people because my people perish for lack of knowledge. No, I love it. And I love that you go so in depth and that you are so passionate about everything that you're speaking of, because there are so many people, again, like we've said over and over that just, they don't know what's going on. And unless there's somebody there to present them with the information from dot to dot and connect it for them, they, they will never know because people don't want to do the research. They don't want to put in the time. They want the instant gratification and, you know, People are so distracted and their attention span is so short. They don't have, um, you know, they, they just don't have the want to, to yeah. put in the effort to do the research for what really needs to be known. So I'm so grateful for you for doing all of this. You know, this is amazing. All of this information, I don't even know where to start. You, you're just, you're amazing. I hope people will start at the map and work their way through the documentary series and develop the same kind of passion that I've got for our creator. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm nothing special. I've had a very sinful life. Um, I, I didn't hurt people on purpose or anything like that, but you know, I wasn't following his ways. I was a womanizer. I was a sinner. Um, and I'm just trying to do the right thing. And I've basically always been trying to do the right thing. I didn't know what that was until I found our creator and I found his ways. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just on that path. And we're all on that same path, trying to, to, to do the right thing and find our creator. Or even if we don't know that we have a creator yet, we're all on this path of discovery and learning, which will eventually lead because no matter where you look, doesn't matter which science you pick or which conspiracy topic you find, if you follow it all the way, you find them and you find God. You can pick any topic and I'll show you where God's at in it. Genetics, anthropology, uh, the archaeology, it's all there. Um, I just hope people will pursue it with passion because right. our time is short and the harvest Very, is many, the yeah. reapers are few. Very true. So what are we looking at right now? What is, what is on the screen right um, now? Okay. So, uh, this is essentially, uh, another meme I found that I, I, I started to add to dramatically. So I've sort of made it my own. Someone had a really pretty, uh, bad tree, good tree meme talking about um, what they thought was sort of the, I call it the cane seed line theory. And I've corrected that. I've actually been, I've won a debate on that as well. And I've got an article breaking that down, why Cain was not a Nephilim, why Cain was not the child of Satan, why uh, Eve did not necessarily sleep with Satan. That, that doesn't make sense. A lot of people thought that, especially in the pre-Dead uh, Sea Scrolls context. And, and that opened up a lot more uh, evidence in support of Genesis 6. But even then, in the pre in the pre uh, Dead Sea Scrolls caves of Qumran discovery, we we kind of knew that Cain was not the father of the Nephilim. It came later in Genesis six. It makes more sense. Anyway, there's a lot of debate about that. But I basically altered that, and I've I've added a lot to this to show you that the the genetic tree of Satan and the biblical verses to back up in part some of those uh, pieces that are on this particular image. There's a lot more to it, obviously. There's a ton of references to giants in the Bible. I don't need to go into like proving giants, for example, Goliath, all that stuff. 
Um, but the specific references to the lineages and the, the, the families and the stuff that I'm showing here, the fallen angels of Genesis 6 and 315, uh, with the supporting verses, for example, like 1 Enoch, Galatians 319, 1 Corinthians 11, 1 Peter 318 to 19, 2 Peter 2 to 4, and Jude 6, for example, um, also back up the, the fallen angel context, not the uh, bad sons or bad daughters meeting with good sons of God type junk, which is the, the sons of Seth theory today. It's modern, but they don't want you to believe in angels. The deep state believes in angels. <clears throat> All right. So uh, this basically goes from fallen angels up through Genesis 6 uh, with con you know additional verses and context like uh, Enoch, Genesis, Jubilees. And then it goes through the Canaanites who changed their name to Phoenicians to blend in and then Kazaria. And then, uh, you know, I'm skipping over. I need to, to, to make it um, better because Edomites came at, uh, before Kazaria, but basically Kazaria is called the land of Magog on old maps. And it's around where Mount Seir was. And that's essentially the, um, they, they took Kazaria from Mount Seir, where the Edomites were uh, in possession, where they mixed in with the Horites, the, the giants, the seed of the serpent. Um, they basically stabbed them in the back, uh, took their mountain over, and then kept a bunch of daughters from mating with the giants. It was a stupid decision. Um, anyway, so then from the Kazarians, we get the uh, Ashkenazi. And of course, the Sephardics were some separate branch of Edomites, invited them back into Judaism, which was a antichrist uh, religion started after and in response to christianity and it was a good con because they were pretending to be the god's chosen people and of course the kazarians jump right in the kazarian king orders his entire kingdom to change their religion to judaism of course he had, he had no choice it was a war to, uh, it was a war situation he would have faced otherwise uh, and then also they started to write yiddish characters in hebrew uh, i'm sorry yiddish language in hebrew characters and this is where you get modern Hebrew, uh, what you speak today, which is essentially Yiddish. It's not actual Hebrew. So understanding that they went from Canaanites, that God said, uh, leave nothing alive, and thou shalt utterly destroy those tribes through the Phoenicians and Kazarians and Ashkenazis and Edomites, and they kept changing their names. And eventually you get today's Talmudic Jews, the Jews who say they are Judeans but are not, right. and do lie, the synagogue of Satan. And that word Jew was injected into Bibles in the 1700s, 1800s. Uh, it was not there originally. Originally, it said Judean or Judahite or you know, Yahudim, but Judahite, basically. So, uh, you know, they've confused the issue. They've mixed a, 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 a regional governmental people like America, multicultural society at that time, with a uh, genetic population uh, from the offspring of Judah, one of the 12 tribes, they just mix those two words. They just call all of that Jew. There's certain parts of the Bible that don't make sense now because of that. Again, they've, they've merged a, 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 a demography and a genealogy basically. And it doesn't make sense because you can be, a, you can be in Sweden and not Swedish as we're seeing a lot of that today with all these like African migrants getting caught and like 30, 40% of uh, Swedish women have been raped. Um, wow. That is, that is the flood from the dragon's mouth of which the end time revelation speaks in my opinion it is the uh, immigration the un unrestrained uh flood of of warrior aged humanity from other tribes spilling in to the west exclusively because it's only the west it's not china it's not russia it's not happening other places it's the west christian white countries uh that are being uh flooded with foreign immigrants of fighting age 
because we're the ones under attack, that we're the ones that they hate. We're the ones that are persecuted in the end times when God comes to save us from them who are doing the persecuting. Anyway, God will destroy the flood from the dragon's mouth uh, in his own due time. So, you know, stay out of cities and, and you know, stay like Scott Adams said, stay the hell away from black people. No offense, um, because there are some good ones who follow God's law. But most of them, especially the ones in cities and the immigrants and a lot of the uh, South American immigrants as well are gang members, MS-13 members, uh, tribal warrior types who hate you based on your race. Right. And they are collectivists <laughs> and ra racialists. I mean, it's that simple. Every other race on earth has positive things to say about their race and in-group preference. If you do that as a white person, you're considered a racist. And you, you just go check it out. Look up uh, White Lives Matter versus Black Lives Matter. Um, if you go look up black power on Wikipedia, it's a good thing. If you look up white power, it's a racist thing. Right. If you ask the AI today to, to make fun of Jesus, it'll do it. If you ask the AI today to make fun of Muhammad, it has a sensitivity protocol that will not allow it to make fun of religious features. That is where we're at. They hate only us. We're only the ones, I mean, they hate everybody. They hate all humans, but we're the ones they're trying to wipe out and destroy in accordance with end times prophecy. So let me correct myself. Um, and and basically, you know, this is a this is a deep dive. I didn't expect to actually go so deep, but no, uh, I mean, I'm glad it. we are. It's 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 fun to I get to it. talk about this stuff. Yeah. I love to talk about. Yeah, um, you know, I didn't even really get into the sciences in support of, of biblical Earth. I don't think we need to because it's on the map. You can check it out, uh, falsify it, prove it wrong, prove it right, make make yourself happy. Um, but the things that I say will hold true. And you guys kind of understand the narrative now. We're facing the end times enemy, the, the war of Gog and Magog from the people that used to live in the land of Magog, Kazaria, who used to be the Edomites, who mixed with the giants, who God says leave nothing alive. They're demonic, baby-eating, cannibalistic monsters, the seed of the serpent. They're not human. They can't be saved. They're, they're beyond salvation. They, they basically are demons when they die. Um, and that is essentially the story of the Bible. That no one, no one talks about this. No one talked about giants other than David and Goliath, when I was a kid, when they took me to church, I mean, I went to church as a kid with my crazy mom sometimes. I love her, but you know, crazy mom, crazy churches, crazy experiences, all kinds of weird stuff. It was not a good experience for me as a child going to all these different churches and, you know, being the weird kid that shows up at one church for one time or something like that. It was a weird experience. It was, I was, I was sort of off put by churches in general as a child. And then that probably helped me become atheist, but, but basically, um, kind of lost my train of thought with that one <laughs> um but you know uh, this is not talked about these things the seed war is not talked about prophecy is not talked about uh in modern churches that i have ever seen um the 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 the, the historical and conspiratorial aspects of, of of the bible not talked about the uh the doctrinal aspects who's got the doctrine right why here's how you know none of that's talked about it's all just get along to go along it's all just new age it's all what i call the church of charismatic experience which is about how you feel it's about that experience that you get it's not about the god or the rules or the doctrine or the way or the specifics or the details or the the single name by which you can find salvation jesus christ or any of those things it's about that experience that you get and you can find it through all sorts of ways. Jesus is one of many approaches and, you know, you can find it within, you shall be as gods, all that stuff, the Kundalini serpent rising, the, all of that stuff. So, you know, they have every way to get to God, except Jesus basically laid out for people today. And that is the, what I call the cult of 
charismatic experience. And you can see the Pope leading the way, trying to merge the religions into what we call Chrislam, or I guess what they call Chrislam. Right, yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that's happening now, just like, just like prophecy dictated in times one world religion, all of that stuff. Exactly, is Exactly, yeah. You know, that's another, another thing that kind of spills over, you just mentioned the one world religion to um, the NWO, the New World Order. A lot of people want to like turn their shoulder or roll their eyes at, but a uh, one world religion, one world government kind of thing. You guys, like you don't even understand yeah. like how scary everything that they're trying to do and the evil that is pitted against us really is. Like it's not a conspiracy theory anymore. You guys can go back up that information. Uh, you know, Chrislam, it's a thing. And <laughs> like, I don't even understand how at this point you don't, believe like if you only pay attention to mainstream media and mainstream news okay but there's so much more information that are out there by alternative media that are they're literally handing you the truth putting their lives and careers and families on the line and people still choose to ignore it which is completely insane to me yeah evil is real um, you know, we've, we've had a taste of this with uh, recent news in the last couple of years, you know, everything from Pizzagate to, um, you know, Anthony Weiner to what was on the, the uh, laptop and what's on Hunter Biden's laptop and incestual pedophilia and all the other topics that the elite are into. We've all had a taste of that. We've seen the kind of art that they're into. We've seen the kind of satanic connections yes. that they keep with witches like Marina Abramovic. Um, yeah. And we've seen the kind of um, denials and stuff. For example, you know, Pizzagate was never actually debunked. I, I just want to point people to a quote, for example. I mean, Alex Jones apologized to, to James Alephantis for, for embarrassing him or whatever, and then supposedly it's debunked, but that's not actually the case. Uh, he said they didn't have a basement after a year before saying they had a basement. I mean, this is the kind of crap because they filled it in or something where uh, they get away with these things because they don't get called out by the mainstream media. But, you know, this guy was inundated with uh, all sorts of evil uh, references on his social media wow. just barely you know babies uh next to blood is essentially this guy's theme uh he's in one image he's covered in blood head to toes wearing high heels and the next he's he's holding a little baby at his pizza store and uh everything is gets much worse after that and the connections that they keep the clintons uh industrial level child traffickers it just gets worse and worse and worse um yeah evil is is absolutely real and we we talk about uh, the child trafficking, the pizza gate, the pedo gate, really all of the issues that are happening because it's part of the deep state's religion. They've been hurting kids the whole time um, ever since the pre-flood world and in, in Nimrod's uh, post-flood witchcraft Babylon tower of Babel, uh, one world government, one world religion time. It was all about hurting kids to, to hurt God. That's essentially their, their modus operandi. And we always know who's behind it. If you want to know who Antifa is, it's a bunch of Jewish kids that are not yet working for the government. That's essentially what Antifa is. That's why they don't get arrested. Um, and then when they do, they get away with it. Everything about abortion, transgenderism, um, the uh, the culture war, tranny, uh, as I already mentioned trannyism, gun control, uh, the LGBTQ promotion, especially to children, every aspect of it is them. Fake news, them. Both political aisles, them. Um, it just goes down the list. The slave trade, 80% them. The slave ships, 80% them. Um, it, 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 where, do we, where do we begin? Where do we stop? We could go right. on forever. Oh my gosh. Um, it's, at, some point, at some point, I'll have to stop and um, 
I need to go to Lowe's and pick up some things for the garden, but uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, if you have any specific questions, because I'll ramble forever, you know, I'll, I'll go through the whole documentary series with, with you if you don't stop me. Oh my gosh. No, I love it. And you know, that's what, I don't even know, like the, the more that you get into it, the more, you know, I'm intrigued by all of this information and we can end it here and we can pick up, you know, where we leave off right now, or we can dive into, uh, you know, whatever topic more in depth in a next episode. I hope that you come back on. You are in a wealth of information. And this is so much that my audience needs to know. They need to watch it two, three, four times and take notes because there's just so much information here. And I'm so grateful that you've taken this much time to sit down with me and share this much information with my audience. Sure. And, you know, I want to be available for, you know, questions and stuff, but there is, there is an FAQ because a lot of people ask the same questions and stuff. So read the articles first and, and, it, you know, at least check out some of the, uh, the images I've tried to get good memes, good quality images for the, for the primary concepts, at least check out the map um, and, and get a whole list of questions before you email me if possible, rather than just one at a time. And then we have chat rooms. A lot of people are familiar with my body of work now. And, um, you know, they're in the chat rooms all the time. So you can join uh, the nemosnewsnetwork.com slash chat, exoteric, what's happening, the sarahpayam.com slash chat, esoteric, why it's happening, uh, hidden history, deep state, all that stuff, their religion. Um, those chat rooms are filled with people that, that know the kind of stuff that I'm talking about, that are familiar with the evidence. They're often brilliant in their own rights, um, you know, and, and they just... They're, they're great people. Uh, sometimes there's arguments and sometimes there's like iron test, uh, iron sharpening iron. Those people have disagreements about specific doctrines or specific uh, facts or, you know, specific religions. And that's fine. That's sort of the iron sharpening iron process. Just, you know, everybody's generally polite about it, but that's a great place to get information uh, also. So, you know, the, it's there, it's all laid out on a plate in a documentary, a map, a chat room, an FAQ, there's everything that you need, basically. Um, so I'm pretty much done and just ready to garden. Um, I don't have much more. In terms of my life's work, how can I say anything more? Right. All I can do is continue to, I can continue to build evidence. I can continue to build this archive, this library of stuff they're deleting, um, hidden history that they're rewriting in front of us. Um, I can continue to show people the way and I can continue to fight the debates. That's, that's where I'm at. But in terms of adding to what I've said already, God is real. We're on a flat biblical earth. There are demons living amongst us who are essentially the remnant genetics of giants. They're still eating us, but they were cannibal demons then. They're cannibal demons now. They're following their father, the, the Satan, the adversary of the world, which is all of the fallen angels. And they're trying to prepare us for a fallen angel resurgence or reemergence in the form of uh, aliens. So don't fall for any of their stuff. Don't take any of their drugs, get food and don't let them poison you to death because the, the ride is just getting started. These are about the beginning of sorrows. Again, Dustin, thank you so much for your time. We will end it here and I will reach out to you if we decide to do another episode, you know, more in depth on whatever topic it is. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in thus far. I will put up all of Dustin's links on the screen so you can go check out uh, the Ducky series or his uh, news network, a wealth of information is out there. You guys just have to have the passion and the want to go search for it. Um, 
you know, that's all I can say. Dustin, thank you so much for taking the time and for walking myself and my audience through everything as in depth that you have thus far. I'm so grateful for you. Sure. And I apologize for maybe meandering or rambling or jumping around. I know that sometimes um, it seems that way because uh, so some of these dots may not readily connect until people see the, 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 the map, for example, or see some of those connections for themselves. And then it just sort of clicks. Um, thank you for the time and, and, and you know, the, uh, a chance to speak to your audience about these important truths. Um, you know, uh, let me know how I can be of help and, and thank you for having me on. Absolutely. I will reach back out to you. Um, again, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in and I appreciate your time. Please subscribe, like, comment, share this with your friends. This is probably the most educational and controversial episode that will probably ever be on my channel and I encourage you to share it with everybody that you know because the truth hurts but the truth needs to be known uh you guys thank you so much for watching god bless you god bless this country and together we're patriots strong bye guys